Welcome, welcome on in to the first round fantasy podcast. Your home for second round advice. That's the second straight week. My timing has been off, man. What can I do to get better? I guess I just have to get better. I'm here with Demont Ricks and Jacob Barley. How are we doing? What's, today? Up? What's up, everybody? How's it going? That was Jacob, the greatest. Oh, thank you. That was the greatest podcast intro of all time, Gabe. You know what? I I try, and, and sometimes I feel like if I put too much effort into it, people are going to be like, this guy's putting way too much effort yeah, into you it. You can just be like the blue face, but a, a podcast intro is off beat. What's a blue face podcast intro? <laughs> well, he doesn't rap on beat, and you don't. Oh, like blue face, baby? Yeah. You mean that guy? Yeah. I know rappers. Dude, yeah, we used to jam this <laughs> If you can tell how old we are. We were around. I don't know, dude. I feel like people that watch this podcast might be a little younger. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I know who Blueface is. We used to Gabe, Gabe you didn't get the Royal yeah. Blue Shirt memo? No. Oh, no, right. no one tells me anything around here anymore. Oh, dear. Heck, oh, dude? wrong group chat. Wrong group chat. My bad. Yeah, yeah. I see how it is. All right. Well, welcome in again to the First Round Fantasy Podcast. Uh, today, we are talking about our coveted QB rankings. This is exciting. This is the first time we've ever done something like this. I can't wait to talk about it. Jacob and I are essentially going to duke it out. Although, after looking at yours and looking at mine, we definitely have some similarities, but we also have major discrepancies, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. DeMont is putting on uh, – what do judges wear? A veil? Um, no. They have a hammer. They, they wear, they wear a black what? cloak. I don't have a it's black. It's not a cloak. They don't wear a cloak, do they? I think they would consider that a cloak. I mean, isn't it like a robe? I think it's a robe. I think it's a robe. Yes, a robe and a hammer. What? What's a the other robe? word for hammer? But that's like gavel, on, gavel, 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 and robe on for hey, on. We need a first round fantasy gavel. That's the that's Ooh, the next great. purchase. Yeah, because you know why? Podcast. We also do book it downs too. Like boom, uh-huh. boom, book it down. All right, we'll have to invest in one. Boom, boom. Book it um with that being said we don't have any hype noise news today so if you guys want to take a second any interesting news uh it doesn't have to be football related since i don't have any hype news before we jump into these qb battles Suns are going to be in the uh nba finals that's kind of dope man i'm totally rooting for them I don't easiest about- route ever they had the easiest route in like the last decade to the finals. well they beat the clippers uh and then they beat the nuggets and then who's the first thing they beat the lakers that was that's not too easy they had the MVP and Jokic, LeBron James and AD. Well, AD was injured, right? So injured. And injured. No Jamal Murray. Yeah. No oh. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. But okay. I say, still mad props to the Suns, though. I'm root with all the no. teams left. I'm rooting for Chris Paul to win a championship. That's all. That's all I'd rather have Giannis win than Chris Paul. Oh, that hurtful, dude. Why? What's your reasoning for that? I don't like Chris Paul. I never have. I like Giannis, but I feel like. Demont, like you and Chris Paul remind me of each other, uh, so I I don't know why you don't like him. You and, and Chris Paul, that, I don't know if that was like a compliment or a dig. It's I not it has nothing to do with your skin color either. It's just you guys. <laughs> All so, right. I mean, I was <laughs> no, but look, I respect Chris Paul. You guys don't. don't. Here's Demont. Just Chris Paul is one of the best point guards to ever play, but I just don't like him. Has you don't like his days. attitude? No, no, no. Just I don't. He's so good, I don't like him. It's like, how oh, I get it. Well, he's not that good. He never won an NBA Finals. So this is his first time there. I mean, Dirk's still better. Yeah, but Dirk won an NBA. Yeah, duh. He's 7-11, dude. Nobody's debating that. Anyways, we're going to get to what we kind of know better, and that's fantasy football. So let's talk about it. Specifically, QB rankings. We're starting at the top. We're going to kind of run through our top 25, maybe our top 30. We're not like those other podcasts where they break it up into like three episodes. We're just going to jam shoot your mouth. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to uh, jam shoot your mouth. We're yep. going to politely deliver, um, you know, our knowledge to you and our range. To their, yeah, to their mouths. To and their, their ears. Their yeah. ears. Their ears. Their ears, Gabe. Okay. No, you're a kinky, dude. The ears? Why is it so awkward? All right. All right. Anyways, we're starting at the top. Jacob, I'll get, stop laughing, guys. Focus up. we got a podcast to do. All right. Um, with that being said, like I said, Jacob and I will 
duke it out, discuss it, debate it, and Damon will find out basically which side he likes better, and he will make his ruling accordingly. So we hope that he is unbiased, just like our podcast promotes itself to be, and uh, we will move on from there. With that being said, we're going to start with the top five, and I'm not going to go five to one like because that confuses everybody. I'm just going to go one through five, <laughs> yeah, please and then – and then, uh, Jacob, you can give us your one through five. And we don't have to give anything because we already know the bullet points that we're going to talk about. So let's just hit my one through five first. And that is, I know, it's going to surprise some people. I have a few points. We'll see if they're good enough. That's Josh Allen at number one, followed by Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Kyler Murray. That rounds out my top five um, to start. Jacob, what are your top five? So I noticed looking at our top 10, for the most part, well, actually, let me say our top eight or top seven are like all the same guys in different order, which I think happens a lot because everybody has typically has the same top players. But then once you get to like past 10 is when it starts to get interesting. But my top five are, are Patrick Mahomes, number one, Josh Allen, number two, Lamar Jackson, number three, Dak Prescott, number four. And then Russell Wilson, number five. Ooh, Russell Wilson. I didn't actually – well, yeah, I did see that one. And we um, should probably try to share these with DeMont somehow. Can he see our rankings? <laughs> just put them in the chat. I can look, I can look at yeah, it. Yeah, give him a link. So, so, no, no, just, you can just type it in. Well, yeah. We'll, so, so do you guys – with that top five, is that just one big tier? Or it goes Mahomes, Allen, then a drop-off, right? Like, there's a drop-off. Well, well, so, for me, those are the top two for sure. But like, the yeah, top they're the top two, two for, for sure. sure. But is there a, a tier change? Yeah, no, actually, for me, no, because I have all of my top five QBs that I have projected out so far. The top three: Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. They're all separated by a matter of points. I think Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are separated by like five or six fantasy points combined. So mm-hmm. it's not a huge jump. I don't expect someone to just. Like last year, Josh Allen had 20-plus more fantasy points than any other fantasy QB. And Patrick Mahomes was great, and he missed two games. If he would have played two games, Patrick Mahomes probably would have been QB1 overall for fantasy. But that's part of my argument here today because that's where our first discrepancy lies, and it lies at the top. Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? I'll lay the foundation for why I feel Josh Allen is should be and will be the number one overall QB for fantasy just like he was last year, all right? And that is, first and foremost, let's look at the rushing capabilities of both quarterbacks. Josh Allen, over the last two years, he had 102 rushing attempts last year for 421 and eight touchdowns. In 2019, he had 108 rushing yards, 108 attempts, I should say, for 510 rushing yards and nine rushing touchdowns. Mahomes, he's never come close to that. He rushed for 62 times in 2020 and 40-something times in 2019. The rushing capability clearly goes to Josh Allen. A couple of weeks ago, Jacob and I were talking about how touchdowns in general are one of the hardest things to predict in terms of you know fantasy success, right? Like You just can't predict touchdowns. They're so unpredictable. Josh Allen's put a, quite a repertoire together in his first three seasons where the last two specifically, eight touchdowns and nine touchdowns. Even if I lowball it and say he comes in with six rushing touchdowns or even seven rushing touchdowns, you know, when we talk about Superflex League specifically, quarterback touchdowns are only four, t- four points per TD. Rushing touchdowns are where it's at. So if Josh Allen can get, you know, eight or nine rushing TDs, which I don't have him projected to be, but if he can get six or seven and, you know, increase – Look at the massive jump last year he did in terms of yardage, uh, accuracy, all of those things. I mean, not much changed either. Sure, John Brown departs. Sanders comes in. I wouldn't consider that a wash. I like John Brown more than an aging Emmanuel Sanders. Hopefully someone, you know, rises in that running back field. And I think it's going to be Singletary. I don't think Zach Moss did a lot to prove that he should be number one there. So hopefully they give Singletary a little bit more opportunity. But when you look solely at rushing capabilities, it is Josh Allen. And why are guys so interested in guys like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen? And now Jalen Hurts. Because they love to rush. 
and they want those guys that are going to rush, get all that yardage, and possibly get a few touchdowns as well. My other reason, and I'll be quick with this one because it's not a very good one, but it's something that you have to think about. Over the last two years, Josh Allen has played a complete 16-game season, each of the last two seasons. Mahomes, he's missed games. He missed two games last year and one, one game the year before that. Now, you might be saying to yourself, that's not a lot. But the track record shows that, hey, Mahomes misses time occasionally. So I'm going to go with the guy who, although loves to run the ball, and it kind of contradicts itself because quarterbacks are usually run are usually the first to get hurt. But Allen's played 16 full games last two seasons, and we're going into a 17-game season. I just I like Allen for the sense that, hey, he's going to give me a full 17, and I don't know. I don't think Mahomes will. Maybe I have him missing one game, two games. I don't know. But as of right now, I do have him missing one game for whatever reason it may be. And that's why they're so close, too, at the top. So you have to take account injuries when you consider this. And, you know, Josh Allen has a track record of playing a full season. Mahomes doesn't. Very quick, very to the point. I hope that was good. Jacob, you're on. That was great, Gabe. Thank you. Thank I don't you. know about thank quick. You. I but failed was, the B class. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't quick, but that was like it wasn't quick, but it was good. Okay, was thank good. you, thank you, thank you. So, um, I I don't have much argument against you because I'll tell you what this is the this was the maybe the most difficult one to do is decide who I'm putting at number one because I was going back and forth between Josh Allen and Mahomes and it's very close, but to me, and this the best quarterback in the NFL doesn't always equal the best fantasy quarterback. But to me, I just – I can't bet against Mahomes. Like he – if there's – there's only a few guys in the league who I think has the potential to put up 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. And, and we know Mahomes could possibly do something like that. And we also know if you guys have watched um, a lot of Chiefs games, he doesn't ever want to come out of the game. Even when – the only time he missed those games game is due to injuries. And they're they're not like – fluke injuries because he's injury prone he actually gets injured and hit in the game so that's why he misses games but to me he's even if they're blowing somebody out if you guys watch the chief games they just keep laying it on the team they do not slow down they just keep going at it and padding stats i don't like it's kind of rude i don't know why they do that but (laughs) they they do there's so many games where mahomes could come out of the game but I know he's telling Andy Reid, no, leave me in, leave me in. And I forget which game it was. Was it a regular season game or a playoff game where he got hurt and he was arguing on the sideline with Andy Reid about him not being able to go back in the game? I think it was towards the end of the season, and then he missed the following game, Gabe. Yeah. The one yeah. you're talking about. So I know Mahomes wants to stay in no matter what, um, in, in the games no matter what. And I get it. Obviously, if you look at the past two years, he technically is – more injury prone than Josh Allen, but it's not, it's not my best argument. All right. I think that, um, and Josh Allen definitely has more rushing upside, but I think Mahomes is just so damn good and he has overall better weapons. Look, Josh Allen has Diggs, who's amazing, but if you're talking about Kelsey, Hill, the other role playing receivers, Clyde Edwards, Lair, Mahomes has more weapons, he's the better pure quarterback. So I'm gonna bet on that, and that's why I put him number one. I mean, last year, you can't take anything away from Mahomes in 2018. The dude was on fire. 50 touchdowns? Like, who does that, right? Last year, the last two years, they've been fairly close in terms of touchdown dependency. Um, Last year specifically, Allen threw 36 and Mahomes threw 37. So it was only one touchdown less. Where Mahomes really takes that jump is yardage, man. Because when you have a guy like Chuck Kelsey, a tight end that can get downfield, and you have a guy like Tyreek Hill who can get downfield, like – you're going to rack up the yardage. And when you look at their stats individually, Mahomes is just like to the moon in terms of yardage, dude. 4,700 yards, 4,600 yards. It's, it's, it's insane. You know, Josh Allen is a little bit more tempered. And you're right. I think that Mahomes has better weapons, but I just don't know. I like the rushing upside of Allen. And here's one more sense because we haven't really talked about the running backs. And, Damon, you can judge after this. But – You know, everybody expects Clyde Edwards-Alaire to, like, take a jump this year. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but I hear it everywhere. Because last year he was so overhyped. Jacob, you talked about getting burned last year. 
people want him to take the next step. And that's supposed to just be the new norm. Like that's whatever, that's the narrative people are pushing. Well, in Buffalo, who takes the next step? And the way I look at it is if Clyde Edwards does take the next step and he is really good, I think that takes a little bit away from Josh Allen. In Buffalo, I think we're going to have more of the same from last year. I think even if Singletary takes that backfield, I don't think either of them are like great. They're going to be good, which therefore relieves a little bit of pressure off of Josh Allen. But I still think that team as a whole is more dependent on Josh Allen than, say, Kansas City is dependent on Mahomes because I think, what was it, in those games we saw Matt Moore come in, and they still did just fine, put up points with Kelsey and Hill and all of those guys. So that's all I'm saying. I think Josh Allen in this moment means more to the Bills than Patrick Mahomes means to the Chiefs, and that's a really weird thing to say because obviously Mahomes is like – the biggest franchise-named player in all of football right now. But in terms of fantasy and in terms of just how I see it, Josh Allen gets more workload than I think Patrick Mahomes does this year. So that's it. I'm done. Damon, first case books. So you guys both make compelling arguments, right? Ah, um, you, Bill, you gave. You're, you're you're basing your your decision on rushing stats, right? Which is which is totally fine, but. Every year he's got he ran for less yards, so I feel like fantasy football's game of trends, and that's going to continue. And what's the big difference between um, 2019 and 2020? And I think the his success all came from Diggs. Diggs is being such a dynamic route runner, it and, and uh, getting other guys open, it it opened everything up for him and just made took him to that next step. But Diggs is injury prone. He gets injured a lot. Like last season, wasn't last season one of his best seasons? Yes. His, his best season. Yeah, his, his best yeah. season, right? And I'm not saying he's going to get injured, but say he does. I think that entire offense kind of comes to a screeching halt. But like say Tyreek Hill gets injured. Patrick Mahomes is going to do what Patrick Mahomes does no matter what. And everybody on that team can go go to the house with, like just from 70 yards out. So I would give the edge to Mahomes – slightly just because of his supporting cast and the fact that like the bills are real now. So I know the coaching staff is like, wants him to take less chances, run less. And that's true because every year he's ran less for less yards. Boom, boom. First round gavel. (laughs) Damn shoot in your mouth, Gabe. There you go. All right. I see how it is. This is, this is how we're going to play, huh? We're going to play dirty. All right. I'll show you. No, God, why am I getting so weird? Dang, man. All right. So first one goes Patrick Mahomes, and rightly so. You know, I, I'm I'm going on a limb here because I know that yeah. it's very unlikely that there are other people out there that have Josh It's Allen close, though. Like, I wouldn't be mad Everyone has Patrick Mahomes, but it is close, and I think yeah. that needs to be talked about, and we talked about it here. So hopefully you take that into consideration. When you're drafting your QBs, obviously Mahomes is going to go like four rounds before anybody else probably. Uh, let's move on. Now we are going to talk about the man himself, quote unquote, goat, however you want to call it. That's how I perceive. That's how I like to call it because he is the goat in my eyes. And that is Tom Brady finished last year, I believe, as the number eight fantasy QB. And that's where I have him this year at number eight. Jacob has him at number 13. Jacob, I went first with Josh Allen. I'll hand you the mic to be the first with Tom Brady. Why do you think Tom Brady deserves to be ranked QB 13? And that is, come on, bro. I got to hear this one. Okay, so (laughs) I think our lists surrounding Tom Brady should be mentioned to give some context, all right? So why don't you list your 6 through 10 just to give some context? Well, you're going to make me prove one of my points. Okay, fine. So 6 through 10, I have uh, Kyler Murray. Sorry, I spoke his name earlier as the top five. He's actually sixth for me. Um, Then I have Russell Wilson, Tom Brady at number eight, Justin Herbert at nine, and Joe Burrow at 10, which I'm a little skeptical of as I say that out loud for the first time. But I'll tell you why in a minute because I have another guy right behind him who I like really well as well. Yeah, so I have uh, Kyler Murray at six, Aaron Rodgers at seven. I have Joe Burrow at eight. I have Matthew Stafford at nine. I have Justin Herbert at 10, Mm. Tannehill at 11, Jalen Hurts at 12, and Tom Brady at 13. 
if you look at my list leading up to Tom Brady, there's a lot of players with rushing upside. So I have Jalen Hurts above him. I have Ryan Tannehill above him, who all had rushing upside. I think when it comes to Herbert, Stafford, and Burrow, that their situations, all three of those guys, are in a situation where they're going to have so much either a great offense that is going to lead to them being amazing fantasy quarterbacks or they're um, they're just going to have so much volume because they're going to be throwing a lot and their defense is not going to be, um, you know, on the field as much because they're going to get scored on a lot. Uh, apparently we lost Demont here. But, um, we lost I'm our sure, judge. I'm sure he'll be back in a minute. But when it comes down to it, I just think that the Bucks, and this isn't the uh, determining factor, but like the only determining factor, but the Bucks have a great defense, right? I think the Bucks are more likely to have lower scoring games, which because their defense is so good, which is going to in turn lead to lower uh, scoring for the offense. So that considering the lack of rushing upside that the guys that I have, some of the guys that I have above him. So he literally has no rushing upside. And I think his offense is going to score less points than, than even, well, the Rams have a great defense as well, but I just think Matthew Stafford on the Rams, it's going to go blow up and be incredible. But then you have Burrow and you have uh, Herbert, who are all in situations where they're going to have so much passing volume. So to me, it's not that there's something wrong with Tom Brady. It's just, I can't put him above these other guys that I have listed. So he gets pushed down a little bit to me. It won't surprise me if Tom Brady is a top seven, eight quarterback because he's the goat and he has such amazing offensive weapons, but it's more about the guys that I can't put him past than him himself. Jacob. That's all fair. I, I admire I admire your argument, and I raise you this. Tom Brady has never had rushing capabilities. Now, yes, over his 20-year career, he has not always been great for fantasy. He's had, you know, 15, finished 15 before. He's finished 14 and 13 all over the place in the top 20. Um, but he's also had plenty of seasons inside the top five. And especially inside the top 10, he has been good enough to find himself steadily drafted from year to year for many years. And that's why we enjoy him, because although he's good in the NFL, he can occasionally be good for fantasy. Why I have him at number eight is for a few reasons. Sure, no rushing capabilities. That sucks. This guy just won a Super Bowl. He is the they are the the Buccaneers are the first team in I think the Super Bowl era to return the entire offensive unit to the team again. So that doesn't include like we're talking about linemen here, obviously. We're talking about the running backs. Ronald Jones is in Leonard Fournette's. They add Giovanni Bernard. But we're also talking about the tight ends, Ron Kraski and OJ Howard, who is also going to be healthy this year. But man. When you have guys like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and my X factor in this argument, which is Antonio Brown, and I don't like to hear myself say it, but he's good even in, as he gets up there in age. He's just good. All right. After acquiring Antonio Brown in week eight, he started his first game in week nine of last year. Tom Brady had five games five games in which he threw over 340 yards. He also had 20 touchdowns in that span through weeks nine through 16. That doesn't really matter because he also had 20 touchdowns weeks one through eight. He threw for 40 last year. But when Antonio Brown came, it added a whole new dynamic to that offense. And we saw Tom Brady truly emerge um, as an elite fantasy QB down the stretch. Those games were incredible. Although he had his big games early on in the season, I think he had a five-touchdown game and a three-touchdown game uh, somewhere in there weeks one through eight. He got more consistent after they acquired Antonio Brown. And because of that, I think I think the floor is – I mean, I, I'm stuttering over my words here. But because of that, I do think that when you have three guys like that on your team – it is Tom Brady's team, man. It's 100% his team. Like, 
He can call the shots. Bruce Arians is going to let him do what he wants to do. He came to Tampa Bay because he wanted to throw the ball more in a Bruce Arians offense, and that's what he did last year. That's why he finished number eight. All right. Now you brought up some of the guys that you want ranked in front of him, guys like Herbert and Burrow. Well, I don't want to say it because I don't want to speak ill will, but hey, Justin Herbert, he came in, he rocked the fantasy world by storm last year. I think the sophomore slump is coming. I'm not saying it's going to be big or dramatic. Obviously, I have him ranked like I think I have him ranked nine. So I have him ranked right behind Tom Brady. But I just think his schedule is a little difficult. That's included for the entirety of the NFC or the AFC West. You already have your division where you face the Chiefs once and the Broncos once. They have good defenses. And then you're going to go out and you have to play Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland. Those are all great defenses. Um, and I just think that that schedule is really, really intense for Justin Herbert in year two. So I expect him to take a just a click back. But, hey, not much because obviously you see that he's only ranked one behind Brady. Burrow. Yeah, I think he's going to be great, but I'd like to see it first because of the knee injury. I just don't know what to expect. I know that they're going to throw the ball a ton because when he was there, they were throwing the ball more than uh, Dak Prescott was. So, I mean, I like that upside, but there's just a lot of question marks with his knee, and I just want to see it first. But that's why I have him there. And then last but not least, I have Tannehill at number 11, who is actually a guy that we've talked a lot about, Jacob. And, yeah, there's totally a world where I see Tannehill making that jump into the top, like, I don't know, I could see him making a jump into the top five easy, considering he finished as the number two QB or the number three QB last year, I think, or something like that. And the number two QB when he came in for Marcus Mariota in 2019. So the guy's great, super consistent, and I think he's one of the guys that can make a jump. But since we're talking about Tom Brady, that's kind of where I'll end it. You can't have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin and not throw the ball a ton. So that's it, you know? Yeah, sure, they have a great defense, but just like Kansas City is going to beat up on teams every single week, week in and week out, they're just going to pour it on. Why can't Tom Brady do the same thing? So that's why I think Tom Brady is at number eight, and you have him at number 13. Damon, I'm done talking. So, so the ruling is, would I re- would, is Tom Brady, should he be at eight or 13? Basically, yeah. Basically, or, yeah. or where do you see him falling closer? Um, yeah. So Tom Brady in a new system, learning an entire new system, finished number eight. He comes back with the same squad, same squad, same squad with a, a full a full camp. Antonio Brown, a healthy OJ Howard. He knows Bruce Arians' system more. I I might be wrong, but there's no way he does worse than what he did last year. So unless Jacob is saying that he's gonna do slightly either what he did last year or better. And the other guys are just going to finish more. I can see that, that that's just what he thinks, but I don't see it. I see him finishing higher than uh, your Burrow, Matt. Yeah. All those guys yeah. right there. No, just that's because, fair. Cause that's there's fair. no change. There, like there's no change. And he, he has a whole off season of learning a system. And uh, Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown that he, that he can't hurt. So I, I think, yeah, he's closer to eight than thirteen. Uh, that's the, that's my final ruling. Final ruling. Don't, qu- hey, don't question. Don't question it. Don't question it. <laughs> no, that's fair. I just my main argument was just that the defense is gonna be on the field a lot. Um, they're gonna be keep them from have, being in high scoring games. Is all. But Tom but, Brady has a history of running. <clears throat> Tom Brady runs up scores. True. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, he, similar to my Patrick Mahomes thing, where yeah. he doesn't want to come off the field. Yeah, he don't. And you're right, Tom. And he does. He like holds grudges and wants to like beat up on teams that he has grudges exactly. against. So that's a fair point. Well, it now is one to one, and I'm pretty happy because I felt <laughs> close in the Patrick Mahomes argument. And again, I just want to clarify for anyone that will eventually listen to this, because right now we only have two viewers, but for anybody who eventually listens to this, as they do, I do not think that, you know, if I'm starting a uh, franchise today, I'm picking Mahomes over Josh Allen. Well, duh. We're just talking about the 2019 season. Thank you. But I don't blame you either way with the, um, if you did take Josh Allen, you know? Yes. I mean, yeah. in real football, you go Mahomes, but for a fantasy league, like if if you're yeah. doing a, a a dynasty league and you think that Josh Allen's going to be better for the rest of his career, I don't blame you at all. 
Like, yeah. True. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, it's one, one. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> We're moving on. Let's talk about, because we just went through our top 10. Um, let's go ahead and do 10 through 15. I think that's where our next guy might fall. Or I think he falls a little bit outside of that. So we're just going to run through our top 10 through 15 here really quick. Or I should say 11 through 15. 11 for me was Ryan Tannehill. Jalen Hurts comes in at number 12. Ryan Fitzpatrick right behind him at 14. 15 is Matt Ryan. 16 is Carson Wentz. Jacob, what about you? So at 11, I so I talked about this because it had Tom Brady involved, but I have totally. Tan, Tannehill at 11, Jalen Hurts at number 12, Tom Brady at 13, Matt Ryan at 14, and Trevor Lawrence at 15. But the guy we're going to talk about next, Matthew Stafford, I have him at number nine. At number nine, and I have him at number what, – what do I have him at? I have him at QB 17. Wow. So, yes, there's quite a discrepancy there, and that mm-hmm. is the man uh, formerly of the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford, who finds himself in Los Angeles for the Rams, baby. You think about that, man. They traded, like, what, two first-round picks to get him, and here Watson and Aaron Rodgers can't even get anything. It's just crazy. I guess the asking price is just too high. But anyways, we're talking about fantasy production. We're talking about Matthew Stafford. And I literally have here in my notes, because I'm just going to be honest, I, I like other guys better, but I really don't have here I – don't, I don't have anything here. And this is kind of a weak argument, so you might take this one, Jacob, and I respect that. Um, but it, it truly relies on the emergence of Cam Akers. Cam Akers is unquestionably right now everywhere you see he's a top 10 guy. Um, and that begs the question if that's going to happen or not, because he had shades last year towards the end of the season where he was going to take off and he was going to be great. And hopefully that happens. If that does happen though, I don't think we're going to, I don't, Matthew Stafford had a ton of passing volume in Detroit. Now Jared Goff had a ton of passing volume in Los Angeles. However, I think they're doing things a little bit different. I think they're going to look to establish the run just a little bit more. And if that happens, I think that, you know, um, uh, oh, come on. Oh, Henderson is going to be involved still. I don't think it's going to be a committee full load, but I could totally see that team carrying the ball 30 uh, 30 carries a game. And when you talk about a team that has a tremendous defense, it's Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams control games with their defense. We don't usually see them pouring on the points year in and year out. Jared Goff had that fluke year where everything was just going amazing and he was in consideration for the Yeah, they run the clock out. Yeah, the last two seasons, it hasn't really been the case. So with that being said, I mean, the defense and the emergence of King Akers, I think, severely hinder uh, Matthew Stafford's fantasy relevance. And I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I'm just saying that there are guys, obviously, that I like better than him. I mean, we could touch on it really quickly. I know that we've been talking about our rankings, but I have him here at 17. Um, I think the rookie Trevor Lawrence is going to emerge. I know that Carson Wentz has a new home, and that defense in, within itself in Indianapolis is great, but I still think they're going to need to kind of you know, throw the ball a little bit more. Um, and then, of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Kirk Cousins. Those are guys that I'm not – terribly high on i just have matthew stafford a little bit behind i know that he's a better thrower than jared goff was and i know that he's a better deep threat passer than jared goff was i just don't think the opportunity is going to be there i think la is going to do something a little bit different than what we've been seeing but at the core they're going to control games with their defense and they're going to pound it in the ground with their rushing capabilities and that's why I think matthew stafford falls back in the rankings to qb 17 Jacob? So I'm with you on the defense argument, but when Todd Gurley was the number one overall running back in fantasy football Ah, and real football, Jared Goff was a top five quarterback in fantasy football. (laughs) (laughs) But also, also, I just look, Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. He's been stuck in Detroit his whole career. He's been, they've held him back. Him and Sean McVay are like apparently really good buddies. I just think, and I hate to say it as a Niners fan, but I think this offense is going to just go bonkers. So 
considering all those things, that's I just I'm I feel very very optimistic about Stafford with the Rams for sure. Yeah, and I mean I I don't disagree with you. I like Cooper Cup. I like Robert Woods. Those are guys that have all. I mean Cooper Cup had the blow up here a couple of years ago, um, and Robert Woods is just like literally one of the most underrated wide receivers in fantasy football because he's so consistent, but he never just gives you that huge bang game that you want. Yeah. So I can, I can see a world where that happens. Um, and as I'm kind of like looking at my rankings right now, there are guys that I would maybe move back a little bit and that's a guy like Kirk cousins. And we could talk about that another day. Um, I know that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to throw the ball a ton. I know that Matt Ryan and Atlanta, that offense, that defense is going to be horrible. So they're going to throw the ball a lot. They lost Julio Jones. So I could see Matt Ryan even regressing a little bit. And that just means that Matthew Stafford can take a jump in my rankings. So where I have him now is QB 17. So I'll give you this last bit, and this might actually help Jacob. But I could see a world where easily Matthew Stafford jumps into the top 15 range. Because, I mean, guys, we're in – it's July 1st, Right. Like we have so much time, so much, so much more information to consume. Um, so, Dan, I think I just have to concede. But yeah, I'll, I'll hear from you first. Go ahead. Um. Well, this this is an easy one. I'm just gonna start <laughs> off with J- Jacob wins with that one because your main <laughs> argument was Cam Makers and then them going a different route with the running back, and he kind of just he with, he kind of killed you with Todd Gurley. <laughs> so, and I think that McVeigh. His offensive schemes were kind of hindered by golf because I don't think golf was ever the best quarterback. He's so stiff, and I, I just don't think he was. He's well, McVeigh elevated golf. He elevated no. him, yes, but he, no. the, the fact that he, yeah, he elevated him, but then the quarterback is supposed to is supposed to go the other way. And exactly, then, yeah. So Matthew yeah. Stafford, I think, has that juice. Like he, he's a QB QB. He's going to finish top ten this year, easy. With this, with this cat, is Deshaun Jackson coming in healthy? Yeah, he's healthy, uh, yeah, but is he but, ever healthy? Like no, but he's a deep threat, and Matthew Stafford. Yeah, and you're gonna that, that's just somebody you got to guard. And they got Van the Jefferson, and they got Tyler Higby, and they yeah, got a just, lot of weapons. He has yeah. so many weapons, and I think McVeigh actually has like a baller in Matthew Stafford, like a, a tough dude, not scared of contact. Yeah, make he'll he'll wait to the last second until he gets popped to throw the ball down the field to Robert Woods. I just think it's and Cam Akers. I don't. I mean, it also helps me that Demont has. Matthew Stafford on his dynasty superflex team, so yes. he wants him to do oh, well. Yeah, he, he's he's going to be a top ten quarterback. This, there's no way. <laughs> I want that on the record. I want that on yeah, the record. Top ten quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Um, uh, and I just think you guys think like uh, you like Kirk Stafford, Cousins ahead of him. What? Like Dude, Stafford Kirk Cousins was top five, top seven last year. Look, I think Stafford wants to prove to everybody like that he's the shit. So I think he's just going to go crazy this year. I will tell you this. Yes, I concede. Uh, but I can see a world right now where I can bump Matthew Stafford up to probably 16 above Trevor Lawrence, and I can knock back Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, and Matt Ryan down a spot. But we'll save that for another day. Yeah. There you go. That one goes to Jacob. It is currently two-one in Jacob's favor. We're moving on to one of our last notable debates, and then we'll kind of just talk about a few guys who we really are excited about that we have ranked. You know, maybe a little higher than we should. Is it biased? Who knows? But we'll also talk about guys who have the greatest chance of falling and rising, kind of like what we did with our risers and fallers. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to talk about Sam Darnold. Mm. I have him as QB number 21. Jacob has him cracking the top 20 at number 16. And I'm starting it off because I'm going to hit the ground running. Sam Darnold has never, ever, finished better than the QB 24 and he hasn't even finished as the QB 24. He's finished outside the top 24 QBs for fantasy in his entire career. That's three straight years of just not goodness. So you bring him over. He finds love again with Robbie Anderson, who he had one of his best years with. I understand that he still has to adjust to an entirely new offensive scheme. We'll see how that plays out. Um, and just kind of looking at it, man, I mean, you look at Teddy Bridgewater. Ted, Teddy Bridgewater last year in Carolina was able to support two top 24 wide receivers. DJ Moore finished inside the top 20, and Curtis Samuel finished top 24, and then Robbie Anderson was like right behind that at 26. So he was able to support three good 
running uh, three good, reliable wide receiver options for fantasy. And he finishes the QB 19. Now, sure, is Sam Darnold an upgrade? I don't know because he hasn't done it yet. There's nothing there that says he can do it other than he's set up to succeed. He has better weapons now than he has in all three of his years in New York. And, you know, Uh-oh, looks like we lost Gabe for a second. Um, so I don't know what happened to Gabe, but I'll go ahead and remove him real quick. And I'll just give my uh, Sam Darnold pro argument really quick. All right, go ahead. And then I think DeMont has – our judge has to leave us as well. And I, yeah. I guess I'll have to carry the show by myself. No, but um, – all right, so Gabe has him at 21, which is fair. And I – look, to me – he was with Adam Gase on the New York Jets for the past three, four years, right? Mm -hmm. That are the past three years. Nobody is going to thrive with Adam Gase as their coach. We've seen it with Ryan Tannehill. We, we've seen it time and time again. Like even non-quarterbacks, they go and have better luck like Kenyon Drake after they leave Adam Gase, right? So I just think that, look, he's – Sam Darnold's on a new team, the best weapons he ever had. CMC, Robbie Anderson. I know DeMont hates Robbie Anderson, but DJ Moore, uh, what's who's the rookie wide receiver they just – Oh, um, they got uh, – Paris Marshall. Paris Marshall. Marshall. So um, I just think <laughs> fresh new start. He's away from Adam Gase in the Jets. He has – well, he does have pressure on him, but I feel like if I were him, I would be feeling good. I'd be feeling relaxed. And just, you know, and the coaches believe in him. They didn't draft another quarterback. He's their guy. So I just think the new fresh start and everything, he's going to do better. I know 16 is a little optimistic for Sam Darnold, but I, when the trade happened, I was tweeting like, Sam Darnold's going to do great. He's going to be top 15. So I can't say that stuff and then have him be like QB 25. That's so true, I have to yeah. back up my, my gut feeling that I initially had. So I originally had him like 20, and then I reassessed things and I moved him up. But this one, I'm okay going either way because 21 is more realistic, but I'm being optimistic in choosing 16 for Sam Darnold. This is – yeah, this is also an easy one. What? Because – Oh, wait. Hold on. Both you guys are getting a life sentence because this man shouldn't be – he should be 25 or further down. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how do you have him over Derek Carr? Justin Fields is like I rather have Daniel Jones. Fitzpatrick. I rather have Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah. Baker. Yeah. Mayfield, so basically, this Zach is. Wilson. I I think Sam Donald is like my my dark horse of quarterbacks for 2021. But, I just I just believe in him. But if I were to pick from you guys, I would go Gabe just based because I yeah, think he has lower. Fair. Because you, you're right. You have to be optimistic because he's in a the best situation that he's ever been. CMC is such an ultimate weapon that it might be kind of hard to fail with him. But if anybody could, it'll be <laughs> Sam Darnold. Yeah, fair enough. Fair. I'll yeah. take it. So, Jacob, after now, we're essentially tied at 2-2. So here's what we're going to do. There's – I mean, we can, we can kind of go back and look at a couple of our rankings – uh, kind of finish it out for us. I know that Damon had mentioned Derek Carr, um, and we hadn't really gotten into our 15 through 20, but obviously that's where Sam Darnold was for me. So in that 17 to 22 range, I have Trevor Lawrence, Matthew Stafford, who we talked about, Derek Carr. I have Derek Carr at number 19. He finished at number 13 last year. Um, did you guys hear the recent news by – by the way, Vic Tafer, he's a guy that I've always followed. He, he's a reporter for the Atlanta, but he's always on like uh, NBC Bay Area. So he's always on that news that we watch. And he actually reported that this is Derek Carr's make it or break it year. This is his last year to either get the Raiders into the playoffs. And if they don't, reports are they're going to ship him out and they're going to invest in a new QB. Wow. Um, that's sad. It's sad because I do think that Derek Carr's been good. I just don't think they've done a proper job of developing around him the best to their capabilities, but man, Derek Carr finished as the number 13 QB last year. And this same thing can be said about a lot of people, or I should say a lot of other fantasy players, but like a lot of people out there like John Brown this year. 
a lot of people out there really think Ruggs is quote unquote a sleeper. He's going to kind of make the jump in year two. Well, you can't just be high on those guys and not high on Derek Carr. Everywhere I see Derek Carr ranked right now, he's outside the top 20. And I get it. I talked about Teddy Bridgewater, you know, being bad and Sam Darnold being bad, but yet still supporting players. I just think that Derek Carr is better than both of those quarterbacks. And I think he has the potential to really shine through, especially, you know, we got a lot of hate. I guess we got a lot of Raiders fans in the club, guys, because they were after Jacob. They wanted to lynch Jacob, man. They were out there with pitchforks and everything in the comments that episode, and they were ready to put an end to him. And, you know, rightly so, because you're wrong. Yeah, put 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 an end to him, dude. Like, you know, oh, they said, never mind. <laughs> turn around, Lenny. No, don't don't try to mess me up again. All right, that was a good okay. one. Uh, but with that being said, I, I think Derek Carr. There's a world where he definitely can finish inside the top fifteen, and I just have him ranked a little bit outside there because there are guys that are a little bit more reliable: Matthew Stafford, Trevor Lawrence, who is a rookie, but he has rushing upside. Um, and then Carson Wentz has done it before; he's won the Super Bowl, all that stuff. Matt Ryan, of course. So I, I can't push Derek Carr any further without being biased, but I definitely have him ranked, you know, inside the top twenty at least. Anywhere you look, anywhere you look, he's outside the top twenty-two. So. I think he's getting no help at all. He's getting a lot of shade. And for I that, literally like, have him at number 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have him ranked higher than yeah. even most people do. And then one other guy I'll mention, and actually I'm not even going to mention it because it's completely farce. If it, I, there's no truth to it. I just think that Cam Newton gets a lot of hate over in new England. There's a very unlikely chance that he even starts week one and you know, even that, even if he makes it through like week four or five, who knows what's going to happen to him in his career. But man, last year, dude, he doesn't get enough credit. Like for fantasy, he was pretty damn good. He got you a lot of rushing yards and he got you a ton of rushing touchdowns. I don't know if someone can look that up, but I'll, I'll look yeah, it up. Yeah, 12 rushing touchdowns. 12 rushing touchdowns. And where did he finish last year in terms of fantasy success? I think well, he was he also the top. missed a lot of games. Though. And he missed games for COVID. Mm -hmm. So I just think he gets a ton of flack. But also he threw a ton of receptions and supposedly he didn't you know, support the receivers that much. But they didn't really have a lot of receivers. Their Patriots this year, they went out, they invested, and not – great wide receiving options, but better than what they had. Jacoby Myers is supposed to break out this year. A lot of people think that. So, I mean, don't overlook Cam Newton. Like, I still think he's going to rush the ball. I still think they're going to use him at in and around the goal line. And year two in a Bill Belichick system, I mean, come on. He's learning, right? Like, that's one of the most difficult systems to learn in the NFL. And he was a fantasy-relevant quarterback last year despite missing four games or two or three games, two games, I think. So be on the lookout for Cam Newton. Don't throw so much shade on his name. He could very well take a step forward. And uh, because of that, you know, I can see him finishing inside the top 15 as well, which is what he did last year, which makes him fantasy relevant also. Jacob, you got anybody that just really shoots out at you that you're like, man, I don't know why I have him ranked here. I, I really like this guy. Maybe I should push him further. I know that Sam Darnold, we were just talking about that. Or, you know, another guy that might make the jump or might fall back. We talked about these guys a little bit in our risers and fallers. I know we talked about Derek Carr as a faller, which is why I'm coming to his rescue now. And then uh, same with Ryan Tannehill. I talked about him as a faller, to which I got a lot of disrespect. But people don't know how to take sarcasm because that's their <laughs> fault, so deal with it. But, uh, man, the addition of Julio Jones, dude, it just – it. Tannehill has been great for fantasy ever since he put on a Tennessee Titans uniform. He's been great. Um, so I think he can continue to be great and he can probably crack like top six. If, yeah. if no, no I have a few guys that I do want to bring up, but I think our judge has to go head out of here before yep. we get yep. to yep. that. The judge has daddy duty. So I'm going to head out guys. Thanks, well, man. We'll judge see the you cases. on the next pod. All right. See you in the next one. Bye, fellas. See you later, everyone. Peace out. Bye. Come on, Ricks. Uh, that's a weird accent. Oh my God. I've been it. Woo. <laughs> Check the I private chat, Gabe. We need to do, we need <laughs> um, to do uh, like, Demont, where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, Big Daddy we, D, 916. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think I'm getting rusty, man. We need a, we need a better host in here. It's no, 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 you know no. what? No, I'm great. Yes. Uh, Thank you. You're, you're a great I need to host. give myself more confidence. Go ahead, Jacob. Talk about your Gabe, few I, quarterbacks that you got your eyes I, on. I chose you to be the host, man. So in turn – Let's not get too personal. So Go in ahead. In turn – 
That means you're great because it was my decision. Um, no, so all right. There's a few guys that I look. I'm assuming that people would be like have a head turn when they see in my rankings. Like, huh, that's a little too high. Or why is that guy there at all? One of them, I think, is Joe Burrow. I have him at number eight, which I thought you were going to have him a lot lower. But you, I believe, you have him at nine. Uh, I think I have him at ten, actually. Let me see. Or nine, 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 nine. Yeah, I have him at nine. Okay. So I have Joe Burrow. No, I have Joe at, Burrow at 10. <laughs> still, I think we're both higher than consensus. Um, I have Joe Burrow at number eight. And look, he didn't play all year. He got injured. His like He had a lot of passing volume, which led to fantasy points, but he wasn't the most efficient quarterback last year. I, I understand this. But I just think you add his buddy, Jamar Chase, mm. who combined together, they had – arguably the greatest college football quarterback wide receiver duo season of all time. He bring you bring him in. Even if you didn't add Jamar chase, I would still be like super high on Joe Burrow, probably rank him in the top 12 for sure. So you add him to, you add Jamar chase to this receiving core to me, it elevates Joe Burrow even more. He was, he had like 50, 60 pass attempts in a few games last year. I think the volume is going to be insane. They're going to be in shootouts in almost every game. And I think that is going to lead. And he can rush. He's not a great rusher. But if he can get you, you know, three, 400 yards on the ground, maybe maybe three or four rushing touchdowns, which he had, a, I think he had three yeah. last year in the mm-hmm. in only like in, in the games he played. So I think – Jamar Chase, the Bengals offense, it's all going to just go bonkers next year. So that's why I have Joe Burrow at number eight. And I like, I know that's a bold call, but I don't feel like I'm not scared of that call. Like, I feel pretty good about it. Another one, you talked about Derek Carr, which look, we say unbiased fantasy advice, but we love talking about our. Teams. Not that we're going to be biased necessarily towards them, but we love talking about our teams. Like, look, when I'm giving other people advice, I'm going to be as unbiased as possible. But when I do my personal dynasty league, I'm going to be biased as hell and draft Trey Lance way higher than I should because that's my fantasy team. If I if it hurts me and I lose money because of it, that's my fault. But when I'm giving people advice, I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible. But on my rankings, I have Trey Lance at number 17 and I do not have Jimmy Garoppolo on the rankings. I think that whether Trey Lance starts at the beginning of the season or he comes in, look, I think it's a high possibility that the Niners go three and two and they're not happy with it, or they go two and three to start the season. Their bye week is week six. They come back week seven against the Colts. That is not a great matchup to start your rookie quarterback, but I think that if they're not happy with the first five games of the season, that Trey, we could see Trey Lance in week seven. And from that point on, I think he's going to have something similar or better than, um, than Lamar Jackson's first year when he took over for Joe, for Joe Flacco when he didn't play the whole year, something similar to that. But obviously, it's not going to be the whole season. So I think he's going to be so good that even playing only 12 games, he's going to end up around QB 17. If I was projecting him to play the whole season, I would have him higher. Look, I know people can call me a homer, but I just I think this guy's going to go nuts. I think he's going to go nuts and take the fantasy world by storm. I really, really do. That is a good good hot mm-hmm. take but hey you know if we were if we were given the information right now that trey lance was going to start week one for the san francisco 49ers which i think is unlikely i'd say probably like 70 percent sure yeah i don't that i don't jimmy, think so but jimmy g starts possible but if, if he was where would you have him ranked then so i'd have to take like, a little more time but just ballpark it. Uh, so I have him at 17. I think I would move him to 14. Okay. Right behind Tom Brady. Uh, right uh, right behind Tom Brady above Matt Ryan. 
which is not crazy. Like, obviously, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to say he's going to be a top eight quarterback. That no, but I would say I would move him up to 14 comfortably. Comfortably, that's that's not bad. Uh, to touch on Joe Burrow really quick, I know you mentioned him, and I've had, you know, in the last five minutes, I've had a mini panic panic attack, and I've decided I really don't like what I have projected for Joe Burrow right now. Um, I do think that there's a world I, I would honestly right now in this moment feel totally fine putting someone like Ryan Tannehill, who I have ranked right behind him in front of him, which would push Joe Burrow down to number 11. I feel like Jalen Hurts and Matt Ryan could also go there, which I would believe Joe Burrow falls out of the top 12 and probably right around 13, 14. So I love the potential like you were talking about. Well, but 13, 14 is still pretty high because – it is. It's very high, very high. A lot of places that I see him right now, he's like maybe 18, mostly mm-hmm. 20-ish, somewhere around there. Um, but with that being said, I pride myself in fantasy on drafting certainties. I don't like the unknown. I don't like what could be, especially unless, in it's, re- a, unless it's a late, late-round pick. Or unless last pick unless it's a late, late, late-round pick which, uh, you know, I don't think Joe Burrow is going to be a late, late, late mm-hmm. round pick. I think he's yeah. going to be one of the first 10 or 11 QBs off the board probably, uh, probably 12 or 13, which is where I, I would probably have him ranked right about now. But I, I just – I like known commodities, especially in redraft. And I wouldn't touch Joe Burrow this year, um, but I'll be happy to see him succeed. Um, so with that being, with that saying it, with that was saying that my own moral compass comes in and I move him out and I'll have to stat him a little moral bit compass. What you think it's wrong. You're sinning by having Joe Burrow. So I high. mean, man, that's <laughs> high. Now that I'm looking at it and it's just, it's high. It's, it's fantasy really sins. There we go. It's our fantasy new show. Sins, baby. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> what would we talk about in fantasy sins? Like our I broke my brother's leg so I could win. I had to yeah. sacrifice things like that. Make a trade, trade ripoffs. Uh, oh like yeah, true. Drafting Trey Lance higher than you should. I, uh, oh, yeah. We'll figure it out. Tons of stuff. Be on the lookout. Fantasy sins coming twenty. Yeah, we're changing our whole name to Fantasy Sins. There we go. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't say. That was the Don't quickest turnaround. <laughs> we're changing our whole name. Just kidding. You didn't even finish your sentence. Just I don't kidding. want people to think that. Yeah, yeah well, just, just kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, folks. That Those were our pretty much our individual QB rankings. We talked about the guys who we had the biggest discrepancies with. We hope that you found some valuable information, even if you want to shoot us some criticism or if you want to stay around and you know let us know how you feel, always be sure to like and subscribe. We appreciate it so much. We're only getting better. We do this because we love it, because we have fun, and we enjoy fantasy football. We hope that you do too. So grow with us. Learn with us. It's all fun when we do it together, and we appreciate you for that. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm not going to spend the time listing them all out. You can also find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, at First Round Fantasy. Um, you can also find us at our individual Twitter handers at Gabe FRF Sports and at Jacob FRF Sports. Um, we're always talking about crazy stuff on Twitter because no one listens to us, so we can just say whatever we want and get away with it. I love it. That's why. We're getting there, Jacob. We're getting there. Thanks to Damon for stopping by. He's usually always here till the end, but hey, when you have kids, life happens. And with that being said, guess what, Jacob? What's next? What's next? Yeah, what's um, next? Uh, just, you tell me. You tell me, boss. I was going to say be simple. But uh, running backs, man. Running backs. We're going to oh. get into running backs. Running back Quarter, rankings. Uh, quarterback rankings this week. Running back rankings next oh, well, week. It's possibly a – it's personal podcast coming soon. Maybe drop on, on Monday. Be on the for that. We drop them like they're hot whenever we feel like it. Soon to be confirmed schedule. We had some big it. trades in our Dynasty League. Uh, three big trades in our Dynasty League. We'll be talking about that on the next It's Personal podcast. Yeah, we're working behind the scenes on getting some really cool visuals and, and things like that for that podcast as well. But uh, with that being said, that's it. Like, subscribe. Hope you got some knowledge today. Enjoy your beautiful 4th of July weekend, and we'll catch you next time on the First Round Fantasy Podcast. Peace.